Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. In this episode, I will talk all about timing in dating. I'm going to make up a statistic here and say that one-fifth of potential good matches are dropped because of poor timing alone. If I were the Mary Poppins of dating coaches, wait, actually I am the Mary Poppins of dating coaches. I'm very kind, no BS, make stuff happen. But instead of a carpet bag, I have a podcast. If I had a fly on the wall magic to see people interested in other people, their fingers deleting words, hesitating, leaving questions unanswered, second guessing themselves, looking at the exchange and waiting for the other person to give some sort of clue, or on the opposite end, Potential interest firing off an off-color joke too soon, sending a flood of selfies, or a give me your phone number, let's get a drink tonight after a mere two-sentence exchange. If I could see these, I might be able to save those one-fifth of dropped interest, and I would save them with reason and inquiry. Timing is a tough one. Let's just admit that it's tough for all of us. But I'll take a stab at this topic and let's hope that we get some insight on when is the right time to arrange to meet in person, send a nude, hint, it's not in phase one. The first thing we need to agree on as a foundation for the timing topic is that you are projecting. You just are. We all project. We have to guess based on our experiences. To deny it is like a fish telling me that they breathe through their mouth. Here's an example. You're on a dating app and you find someone of interest and you match. You start a conversation while you are sitting with your tea. There's cello music softly playing. You're very relaxed after an afternoon of misting plants. He's funny. You like what he wrote. You like what you wrote. He LOL'd. You banter back and forth for a few minutes while you smile down at your phone. And then he just stops texting. You begin to spin. Why are people on dating apps like this? Why can't anyone just end a conversation with civility? It's so rude. He's probably got two or three other conversations going on. And someone just asked him about his cowboy boots in that cute picture before you could. The very least he could have done was to have said to you not feeling it. Meanwhile, 
From my Mary Poppins fly on the wall viewpoint, this guy is stirring pasta, looking out for his ex and her new husband dropping his kids off, and he's simultaneously ignoring his dog's urgent whine to go out. He is not in the same frame of mind as you, and that is okay. He might be thinking, damn, I hope she doesn't go away. I would love to know more. She seems like she would smell like berries. Whatever, he's just maxed out for time, but digging you, and you're nine miles away, writing this guy off as an ignorant player. Or you could be shrugging and saying, he must have gotten busy, and really, he's just being rude. The point is, you can't actually know, and you will need to be okay with this not knowing. Truly and confidently okay. You will be surprised at how helpful it is to just simply acknowledge that this spiral processing is projecting. When you are in a downward spiral, ask yourself, is this true? Meaning like what's going on in your head? And then ask, can I know for sure it's true? This follow-up question is so key because it reminds you not to project. If you realize that you're assigning a love interest all of your checked baggage, simply take a breath into your heart and reassure yourself, ah, here I am being wonderfully human and projecting. I love it when I notice that I'm doing this. Okay, moving on. When to go from dating app to exchanging phone numbers? I don't know. I don't know is going to get really annoying in this episode because I will say it every time. There is no actual timing that is perfect. I'm not going to lay it out like five text exchanges on this app and then move off, two dates and then kiss, five months before sex. There is only what works for you and what works for the person on the other end of this. The knowing lies in feeling into the conversation. Do your messages flow forward? Do you sense genuine interest in both directions? Are they answering questions thoughtfully and also asking? Is there a vibe in there that you would like to investigate? If there's the slightest doubt, just stay on the app and say that. No more. I prefer to stay on the app a little bit longer. Their reaction is super telling. If they're impatient or try to persuade you or are otherwise put out or try to cajole you, I would advise you not to move forward with that person. Next is moving from texting to call. I prefer to do this pretty early on. One is that I'm a lazy texter, and the other is I like to exchange energy by audio. I like to have at least one phone call before meeting someone in person. It's fun and informative for me. But what about you? Do you have reservations about speaking by phone? Are you fine to skip from texting to just meeting? Are you just not a phone person? Do you live with a lot of people with a barking dog? Do what feels good to you. In the beginning, before you're attached, is the perfect time to practice saying no. You may lose people who want to move at a faster or a slower pace than you're comfortable with, but good. Better to lose them than to try to manage your energy being rushed all the time. When considering an in-person date, check in with yourself. Make sure you are feeling neither pushed nor pulled, meaning don't meet because you fear losing the person's interest if you don't meet in person. Just know that you're waiting to meet in person is 
about you getting the right amount of comfortable to meet in person and it's not about you stalling or dragging it out until you grow your bangs out. Same if you're the person who's rushing things. If you're rushing from giddy excitement, this is wonderful, good for you. But reassure yourself that slowing down for them is fine and you'll still be giddy in a week. Lots of people like to do short video calls and if you like to do it, do it. I usually don't. I'm kind of zoomed out. Ask for the video call because you want connection and a comfort around meeting up, but not as like a looks check. If you're new to online dating and you've had someone show up looking unrecognizable from their app photos, know that you will get better at spotting profiles where the photos are really old or doctored. Just like spotting American tourists anywhere in the world, it gets pretty easy. Okay, now you're on the date and you're wondering if you should kiss. If you're asking me, I have no idea, but you do. You know if you want to kiss the person. You've been inhaling the idea of kissing them for 20 minutes. You got lost in the thread of what they were saying because you were watching their lips. Your question really is, do they want to kiss you? Fly on the wall. If they do want to kiss you, they are wondering if you want to kiss them. And in heteronormative dating, the man has the weight of the kiss on him even in the year of our Lord, 2022. He has to know that he wants to kiss you, know that you want to kiss him, know when the right time is, and does he ask you first, and then how does he ask you, or does he just lean in and kiss you? And if this date works out and you guys work out, this kiss could possibly be the last first kiss. <laughs> no pressure. If the person is looking directly at you and seemingly also lost in thought, if the air around both of you is thicker, warmer, if you're not wearing winter coats, you may notice that their breath may change. Kiss. Here's a little sidebar. I personally have never been in a situation where asking makes it less sexy or less romantic. Just don't ask like you're asking to remove lint from their sweater. You are asking to press the tenderest of body parts against theirs. Coming off a pandemic and maybe a spicy meal. It's going to be awkward and also interesting. Don't wreck it by saying, you can kiss me if you want, like you're letting someone with fewer items cut in line even though you'd rather not. Practice saying something that feels exactly like something you might say as your most confident self. Not something I would say, but something you would say if you knew it would be well received. I've been wondering what it would be like to kiss you. All right, last thing on the kiss. If you're wondering how to dodge the kiss, do not kiss the person to make it easier. Please, please, please. You would not hold your newborn baby up to someone that you were not sure about. Your lips or your face are no less precious. Only kiss if you truly want to. Okay, next. I spent all of this time on the kiss, and so I'll skip over the timing of when to have sex by saying, whenever you both want to. <laughs> Alright, this podcast is about deep connection, and I am of the very radical opinion that deep connection can happen whether sex happens in the first month or the end of the first year. You will, however, be giving yourself the gift of feeling secure, the gift of anticipation, and the slow burn if you don't jump right in. But jump right in if you want to. Just jump in from a very centered place and not from fear. And by the by, the wanting does not stop after the first time. If you're doing it right, the wanting increases as your connection strengthens. You must feel very safe with this person. There must be no doubt that your body, 
your heart, your boundaries, and your energy will not willfully be disrespected. I think it's great to have a conversation about sex before you have sex. Not a sit down, let's lay out some parameters type of sex talk, but a talk about what's important to you. Safer sex, share trauma if that feels right. If you cannot talk about sex though, the timing is probably not right. Next is when to get exclusive, when to date one another exclusively. In monogamous partnership, post-sex is usually the time that many talk about whether they want to be exclusive. But if this is an absolute deal breaker for you, that you want to be monogamous the moment you have sex with someone, then you should have this talk before sex. Do not assume that once you have sex one time, you are suddenly dating exclusively. Everyone operates differently, especially if they are freshly out of a long marriage or they're used to polyamorous relationships. Talk about it. And talk about it as the yummy privilege that sex is. It is an absolute honor to worship at the altar of another person's physical form. But keep in mind, some people go to more than one church. Ask with openness, with curiosity, and with respect for this other person. They're not wrong if they want to continue being sexual with others, and you are not wrong for knowing your own boundary around monogamy, vice versa. Two people who know what they want and are clear will be successful in the timing of the monogamy question. When you've not thought about this at all, you'll be caught off guard and you may fall into people-pleasing or acquiescing even if you don't want to. Don't label yourself as an exclusive person. Being exclusive fluxes with your current situation and the general season of your life. If being exclusive is not an easy decision, probably just a no for now. Funnily enough, this episode on timing is bumping right up against my promise to make every episode of this podcast 15 minutes or fewer, but let's just race through a few more. So when do you bring a toothbrush or supplies over? I would say after several sleepovers or when they start to get annoyed that you're always using theirs and you're the type of person who walks around with it in your mouth, chewing and half brushing. Timing in saying the L word. Saying I love you can mean to some people, I will never leave you and I commit to being the one who bails you out of prison if you commit murder and I will change your adult diapers. Use it if you know what it means to you without expectation and if using it makes you blossom. Really feel in and know the difference between lust and love. Vacationing together. Definitely after you've slept together, if you are going to sleep together, since a lot of my coaching revolves around sexuality. I'm guessing that you're listening to this podcast. You're having sex. <laughs> after you've been to one another's house, after you've had sleepovers, ridden the metro tired, troll together. Timing and meeting each other's friends. As soon as you start referring to this person as the bee's knees, see what your friends think. See what your love interest friend group is like. It's very insightful. I'll do a future episode about vetting, but I would say meet each other's friends pretty early on. Timing in meeting the kids. This is a definite, I don't know, the age and temperament of the children, how wounded they are by your divorce or separation really matters, but not forever. Give the kids some time to adjust, but don't lose a fantastic partner because it's been six years and your kids still don't like the idea of you dating. Timing and getting a pet together. When you are absolutely committed to a life together that has the same lifespan to whatever animal you have chosen, 
If you want to adopt an elderly and infirm animal, that's fine. The process and timing is the same for every level of relationship advancement. What do you want? What do they want? Do the wants match? How does that feel in your body? How does the energy feel around the timing? Is there forward movement? Relationships will have a momentum that flows like a river. Ideally, neither stagnant nor a constant class 5 rapids. All right, go date. It's a good time to find love. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.